Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everybody. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teen podcast. This is the 12th episode in my Dial Down the Drama series, which comes from my book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, A Guide for Mothers Everywhere. And though I wrote this book for moms of teenage daughters, most of these concepts also apply to teenage boys. I had one mom who took my Power Your Parenting program, and she had both a teenage girl and a boy. And she told me that these principles really helped her more with her son because he was more the drama king. Also, remember that early adolescence isn't just high school. It starts as early as age nine. So this applies to tweens, too. You can head over to ColleenOGrady.com, and I have a gift for you. You can get a free download of one of my chapters from Dial Down the Drama. And today, I'm going to share some ideas and takeaway from my 12th chapter, How to Be Your Daughter's Dream Maker. I think maybe a good place to start is with the question, is it even possible to be your daughter's dream maker? I mean, what is our part And it doesn't have to be your daughter. It can also be your son. This is definitely not easy. It's extremely challenging. And if you think about it, most of the fights that you have with your teenage son or daughter has to do with something about the future. Because in every mom's heart, we want our teens to be happy and successful. And because we see the big picture and we know that what our daughters or sons are doing now will impact their future, we can get pretty intense. So that's why if we see our daughters or sons not studying or if they're kind of blowing off a test, they're not being responsible at work, they're not doing their chores, we project everything into the future and we see a not successful adult. So we can tend to be really stressed out. And see, our teens they're not really seeing the big picture, and that's a prefrontal cortex problem because it's undeveloped. They're not seeing cause and effect. And so oftentimes we feel the pressures as moms and, and the parent to, to think and motivate our teens so that they can reach their dreams. So we have good intentions as moms. We want the best for our teens, and it looks like Almost daily, our teens are sabotaging their future. So this is a really important question. How do you be your daughter's dream maker? How can you be your teenager's dream maker? What's interesting was when I was writing this chapter in my book, Dial Down the Drama, which this comes from the 12th chapter, my daughter was a senior in high school, and I think she had probably 75 different things that she wanted to do the following year. She wanted to be in London, she wanted to be in New York, she wanted to be on the West Coast, she wanted to be in probably almost every state, which of course was very, very exhausting for me as a mom. 
because she was just thinking, oh my gosh, that'll be so much fun. And I was trying to live out the practicalities of each of her ideas. So this was the backdrop of me writing this chapter. And as I was thinking about it, there were three dreams that were competing with one another. And that is, there was society's dream. There was my dream, or the mom's dream, and then there was my daughter's dream that she had for herself. And they were all very, very different. And so the society's dream is the one that we all feel pressured by. And we all know what that is because this is what is held up in our culture as the successful teenager. She makes good grades, she gets a scholarship, she's, or she gets a scholarship for her other achievements. She's clear about her major, she gets accepted to the university of her choice, she graduates in four years, she gets a job quickly after college and she makes a great salary and never moves back home. And during college, she starts dating a wonderful man who has a promising future. There are some who achieve this dream, but even in those, underneath the surface, it's not perfect. There are interruptions, detours, drama, disappointments, heartbreaks, and we just don't see them because what's held up by the culture is another form of perfectionism, the perfect future, the perfect college student. All of us feel the pressure of the society dream because if our daughter or son are not on that path, we feel embarrassed, we feel stressed, we feel shamed. The truth is that this path is not straight and smooth. The truth is that the dream is never achieved in a completely smooth, straight path. It really is more of a circuitous journey filled with challenges and detours, and sometimes it can be really messy. And just like that trite saying goes, there are really many paths to success. All right, so besides a society's dream, there is your dream for your daughter. What do you think your daughter should do when she graduates from high school? Do you want your son to go to college? Where do you want him to go to college? What do you think they should major in? If we're honest, Mom, we have very specific ideas. We have our own dreams for our kids. And it comes from a really, really good place. But sometimes it's more of, of even a dream. It's an assumption. Like, they are going to go to college. They're not going to, and they're going to go to college right after high school. They're not going to take a break. And we have an assumption that they're going to get a major that's going to make money. They're not going to waste a degree that can't, can't bring a good income. And you may have really, really great reasons for that. Um, you may have assumptions like that's, there's no way that they're going to be a professional musician or that they're going to travel the world. One thing I can guarantee is that your teen will have a way of pushing against your assumptions. And it can cause a lot of tension in the relationship. It can also cause you a lot of fear. So we have society's dream, we have your dream, and then there's your daughter's dream for herself. About a year ago, a high school friend found me on Facebook, and she messaged me saying, do you remember what your big goal was when you graduated from high school? 
and I had no idea. And then she texted me back, and I just died laughing, and she said it was to date a long-haired guy. Now, I don't know if that's really true, but it could have been. So I've talked about the undeveloped prefrontal cortex. And so it is kind of a crazy thing that someone who has an undeveloped prefrontal cortex is making decisions about their future because they're not seeing the complete big picture. And so that, I think, is sometimes what triggers us as parents is we say, I mean, it's a very teenager dream, but it doesn't seem like a very responsible dream. And so what do we do with that? Now, there may be many of you listening who can't relate to this podcast at all so far. And you have teens who know exactly what they want. They're very driven. They've, they have gotten the scholarships. They have gotten into really good universities. Um, but there are plenty who don't fit that mold. And so what if your daughter doesn't know what her dream is and she wants to take some time off to figure out what she wants? Is that okay with you? Would you feel like a failure? Would you have some embarrassment about that if she didn't go directly into college? You know, here's a perspective that I'm coming from. I can't tell you how many college girls I have seen the the January of their freshman year. And the moms take them in to see me. They have paid $40,000 for tuition. And they have definitely got an A-plus in partying and dating. But that's about all. They failed the rest of their classes. They had no motivation to study. They were unclear about their major. And they weren't emotionally ready. Now, I totally get why these parents were upset. I would be furious But I think these kids could have really benefited from what is called a gap year. Now, the gap year has become increasingly popular. According to the American Gap Association, a gap year is a structured period of time when students take a break from formal education to increase self-awareness, learn from different cultures, and experiment with possible careers. Typically, these are achieved by a combination of traveling, volunteering, interning, or working. One of the association's statistics stated that 90% of students who took a gap year returned to college within a year. There are many advantages of the gap year. It allows students to grow in maturity, clarity, independence, and confidence. See, society's dream may not fit for your son or daughter because teenagers have different interests, maturities, social needs, learning style. But the good news is today we have a lot more choices. And just like your specific preferred coffee drink, your daughter can design a dream that meets her specific taste, personality, learning style, needs, and abilities. So really, there are a lot of paths to success. So one facet of being your daughter's dream maker or your son's dream maker is letting go. And This is really, really a difficult thing for parents, and it's a really complicated concept. I rewrote this section in my book like a million times because it is hard. Uh, I'm not going to go into that right now, but there is an element of letting go of your dream 
because your son or daughter has the right to have their own dream. You can't live vicariously through him or her. And it's not your son or daughter's responsibility to live your dreams or heal your regrets. But that doesn't mean that you're passive. And that's what makes letting go so difficult. So you're letting go of some things, but you're stepping in when your teen is really off track. And that takes a ton of discernment that I go into in my book. All right, so what in the heck can we do about this? How can we truly motivate our teen? The first thing we think of as moms is making sure that our teens make good grades. But I want to say that it's deeper than that. We have to step back because I think to truly motivate our teen, we have to do a lot of internal work, which is, why is this so important for me? What fears are coming up? What am I worrying about? What am I actually panicking about in terms of my daughter or my son and their future? Because what happens if we are in a place of complete panic and worry and anger and frustration, then we're in the lower reactive brain. And so when that happens, we are definitely not going to motivate in a constructive way. What happens is we do a lot of what I call negative predictions. And negative predictions is when you use sarcasm, shame, labeling, belittling, and it never motivates. It, what it does is it damages her self-confidence and it hurts your relationship. We use negative predictions when we tend to feel powerless. So we're reaching for the big guns because we want something to change quickly. So we want to scare our, our son or daughter into behaving so that they will have a successful future. So this is done all the time. It's like, and it comes out really in a sarcastic way. Okay, fine, fine, you have it your way, but you're not going to get into college. You can leave your room trashed. You can eat as much food as you want. You know what? No one is going to want to ever be with you. No one's going to ever want to marry you. I have never seen a negative prediction be constructive. It just makes them mad. And what they see is that you have become the enemy and they don't trust you anymore. They start to distance from you. So what you want to do is you want to build on your daughter's strengths. Your daughter is motivated when she believes that she has the ability and talent to achieve success. You build her confidence by acknowledging her strengths and recognizing each accomplishment. And during difficult times between you, it can be hard to keep her positive attributes in mind. And this is when it takes time to remember how amazing your daughter truly is. So begin by recalling her strong points. You could spend some time writing out all her character strengths, social skills, abilities, Times in the past where she pulled through. You can identify her hidden strengths because even in what frustrates you is a strength. Her stubbornness can actually be a strength in terms of determination. She just needs to use her stubbornness in the right way. And so you want to be a thoughtful encourager. 
Because a lot of times encouragement, especially when you really are frustrated or panicked, doesn't come naturally. So that means when you're walking the dog, you think about, okay, how can I actually encourage my daughter? How can I encourage my son? So it sometimes takes work because it doesn't feel natural. What feels natural is telling your daughter or son how freaked out you are because they seem like they're just completely slacking off. In my chapter, I go into several other ways that you can positively motivate your daughter to be successful. But I don't want to end this podcast without talking about something extremely important. It's time to redefine what is a successful teen. See, Mom, we are constantly comparing our teens to the other kids in class, to the societal ideal of the perfect teen. And so what happens is we start to feel shame about our own teen. And so instead of loving our teen, believing in our teen, and knowing that they're going to be imperfect, we're embarrassed about them. We we don't want to tell the other parents what our teens are doing because they have to go to the community college. They're taking a year off. They're learning. They're working. They don't have a boyfriend. They don't have many friends. They're not as cute or they may have more weight than others. This is hurting our teens, and this is hurting our relationships with our teens, and this is why we don't enjoy the teenage years. It's time to redefine what it means to be a successful teen. There are many paths to success. It's more than being the most popular boy or girl at school or being the valedictorian or the star athlete. It goes much deeper than that. Your son or daughter is a successful teenager when they learn from their mistakes, when they fail but keep trying, when they enjoy sports and activities regardless of how they perform, when they show compassion and kindness to others, when they're loving, when they work hard and show improvement, when they take the road that is right for them. Now that is a teen to be proud of. And when you redefine what a successful teenager is, it takes the pressure off of you and your teen because it's not about being perfect. You're not devastated when there are interruptions and obstructions. You know that setbacks can develop her character and maturity. And because you know that society's dream doesn't fit all teens, you feel comfortable as she moves into a future that matches his or her uniqueness. So it's not a cookie-cutter approach to the future. It becomes defining the best next step for your son or daughter. This is such an important question. This, the best next step is the one that helps your son or daughter grow in responsibility, emotional maturity, confidence, clarity, knowledge, and skill. It sets your teen up for success and builds confidence even though it may look different from society's dream for him or her. See, the best next step starts with where your teen is emotionally and developmentally. This is huge. If your teen is not emotionally healthy, then taking care of those issues is the best next step. So once you evaluate where your teen is, you define the best next step. And this is all about the right timing. 
There are some teens, they have their bags packed by the spring semester of their senior year in high school. They are ready to go to college, and that's great. And that's the best next step. But if it's not right for your teen, there, there are options. The best next step allows your son or daughter to grow in confidence and maturity. Identifying the best next step comes from truly listening to your teen, paying attention to what he or she wants and needs. And if he wants to take a gap year, work full time, take a semester off, go to cosmetology school, massage school, become an apprentice chef, electrician, or plumber, that might be the best next step for him or her. The thing to remember is that once they have completed this next best step, they can take the next next best step. And each step takes them closer to their dreams. Thanks for joining me today. For more information about how to be your son or daughter's dream maker, you can get that information in Chapter 12 and Dial Down the Drama. You've been listening to Power Your Parenting Moms with Teen Podcasts. Be sure and go to ColleenOGrady.com for more helpful resources. You can also get a free chapter from my book, Dial Down the Drama. Or join me on Facebook at Colleen O'Grady Power Your Parenting. I'm there every single day. If today's podcast was helpful, go to Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble, and you can order my book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter. I will talk to you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.